Hey, this is Dr. Marisa, women's hormone expert, author, and the host of the Essentially You podcast. And today, I'm going to highlight three food mistakes that 75% of women are making that lead to fatigue, stubborn weight gain, and even mood swings. Hey, one more thing. Did you know that one of the biggest nutrient deficiencies that I see in people, especially women, is a magnesium deficiency? It's because we burn through this super mineral so quickly. Now, this powerful mineral packs a massive punch because magnesium is involved in over 600 reactions in the body. Now, it is your best friend if you need more energy, better sleep, a faster metabolism, improved digestion, and not to mention happier periods. And you can quickly replenish your magnesium levels with my Essentially Whole Magnesium Restore Supplement made with my favorite form of magnesium, magnesium glycinate. Use promo code PODCAST and get 10% off your entire order at drmarisa.com slash magnesium. Now I'll have the link in the show notes for this episode to make it easy. Go and try it out today. Now I got a question. Do you feel like you've tried everything you can to boost your energy, drop that stubborn weight and belly fat, and heal your hormones, but you are simply not getting the results that you hope for? Now, I know that feeling all too well because I felt that way for years, probably well over a decade. And like me, you could be making one or more of the three big food mistakes that I'm about to share with you today. Now, you're probably wondering, how can a few innocent food mistakes be the thing holding you back? Well, it all comes down to keeping your body metabolically flexible and being able to thrive in a thermogenic state. Those two things are possibly the biggest drivers for good health, longevity, and most importantly, sustainable energy. But what do they mean? Well, metabolic flexibility means that your body's metabolism is flexible and it can use whatever fuel available, whether it's the fuel from the food in the form of glucose or glycogen, or it's fuel that you already stored in your body like fat stores. For example, if you've eaten a snack or a meal recently, your body will metabolize that food and use the glucose and glycogen for energy production. But if it's been a while since you last ate, your metabolism can switch over to burning fuel that's already in your body like fat. Now, by becoming metabolically flexible, you can easily be able to get your body into a thermogenic state between meals, especially while fasting in the evening time between dinner and breakfast, which basically means you are a fat-burning furnace machine. Now, in order to get into a thermogenic state, which is the goal here, we got to stop doing these three common mistakes that, again, 75% of us are doing, including me at one point. I'm not going to lie. I did all three and consistently. So let's get into mistake number one. Stop eating refined carbs and starches at night. Hands down, one of the most important things that you can do for your metabolism is flattening your blood sugar curve. I'll tell you what, that is the name of the game when it comes to energy, getting in a thermogenic state, and creating longevity over time. Now, this is especially true for women over 40 because we tend to be slightly more insulin resistant as we get older. Now, eating refined carbs, starches, sugar, and alcohol at night not only spikes your blood sugar, but it creates a cascade of other issues like it completely throws off your metabolism and you become a sugar burner instead of going into metabolic flexibility, makes it impossible to become metabolically flexible, as I mentioned. Those carbs turn into fat and they cannot be easily burned off. It does not set you up for high quality sleep at night, and that lends to more deregulated blood sugar and insulin resistance the next day. You get a sluggish liver while you're sleeping, you've got low energy, more cravings, you're hangry the next day, and honestly, your blood sugar is deregulated for potentially up to 48 hours, 
And eventually over time, that becomes more insulin resistance and even worse. So it's just something to look out for. Most importantly, you'll notice that the later you eat, the more these symptoms arise as well. So the goal here is to eat as early as possible. I try to eat before 6 p.m. every single day because by watching my blood sugar, I've noticed that the later it gets in the nighttime, the more deregulated my blood sugar gets because my body is definitely in go to sleep mode. All right, mistake number two, do not eat dessert for breakfast. I cannot shout this from the mountaintops any louder than I am right now. The entire point of breakfast is to break your fast, but equally as important to break your fast is eating something savory that's actually gonna be nutrient dense and that's gonna really fuel your body for the entire day. So the goal is to not wake up and immediately have something to eat, right? You wanna make sure you do eat within the first couple of hours, and that you are eating something that's really going to kick off your metabolism that puts you in a thermogenic state and creates more metabolic flexibility. So I recommend eating somewhere between 12 to 14 hours after your last meal. So between dinner and breakfast the next day, try to aim for a circadian fast or maybe even 14 hours. Again, you know your body better than me, so kind of figure out that sweet spot. And then when you do break your fast, remember this is after you've been fasting for at least 10 hours throughout the the night and whatever you put into your system is going to set the tone for the rest of your day, even the next two days. So we want to make sure that it is metabolically friendly, that it's metabolically healthy. So again, clean protein sources, lots of fiber in the form of veggies, nuts and seeds, maybe even some yummy berries, and then some good healthy fats like olive oil, avocado, again, nuts and seeds are going to be great. It's important because we do not want to cause a blood sugar spike first thing in the morning because that'll set you up for blood sugar spikes the rest of the day. Now, what a lot of us do is we start our morning with a vanilla latte or some type of sugary coffee drink. We have a muffin or a croissant or a bowl of cereal and milk or even a fruit smoothie. All of these things, because you are breaking your fast throughout the entire night, they're going to hit the system super fast. They're going to hit your bloodstream really fast and they're going to they're going to cause a blood sugar spike, guaranteed. And so I want you to be thinking about breakfast being savory. And the best way that I do this is with leftovers from the night before. So like today's breakfast was salmon and a salad and some healthy, you know, vinaigrette dressing that I made from scratch. And not only did that set me up for lunch, you know, three to four hours later, but also I'm wearing a continuous glucose monitor right now. No blood sugar spike. My blood sugar stayed stable and I felt great. So again, be thinking about what you put into your body in the morning that's going to set the tone for the rest of the day. And sugar ain't it. All right, that leads me to mistake number three. Make sure that you're snacking the right way. So while half a Reese's peanut butter cup along with an ice vanilla latte at 2.30 p.m. in the afternoon might feel good in the moment and might give you a very needed energy boost. This used to literally be what I thrived on at 2 to 3 o'clock in the afternoon every single day. But here's the thing about this. It is literally going to get you a crash and burn. So snacking the wrong way, basically snacking with dessert <laughs> is going to spike your blood sugar and pretty much crash you by 4 p.m. It's going to continue to mess with your metabolism, creating that inflexibility. You're going to struggle the rest of the day, right? Even a couple of days later. It's going to cause long-term damage to your body over time, and there can be some major health consequences. But again, it's usually cravings, feeling hangry, 
and just lagging energy. It's like we're on a perpetual roller coaster that we can't get off. Now, we know that eating carbs, especially refined carbs, starches, sugar, is going to spike our blood sugar. I've seen it over and over and over again. So it's important that we pair our carbs with fat, protein, and fiber. And if we preload with protein and fat or combine these snacks with fat and protein and fiber, if we can, we can really minimize the quick absorption of glucose into the bloodstream. It's just as simple as eating a handful of nuts with your apple or adding avocado and sliced turkey to your bread. The goal here is to never eat your carbs or dessert by themselves. And optimally, focusing on three nutrient-dense meals a day is really best for your overall body and energy levels. Remember, your mitochondria, they need breaks between meals. And snacks oftentimes just put a lot of unnecessary burden on your metabolism and your cells because they're constantly in the mode of having to break things down. And it just wears on your body over time. So if you can even focus on three really great nutrient-dense, metabolically healthy meals every single day, you are going to feel so much better on the coming days and you're going to notice that you're going to get into that thermogenic state so much easier. So the bottom line is minimizing these three food mistakes will help you to become both metabolically flexible and you'll start thriving in that thermogenic state. Now, if you love these tips, be sure to subscribe to the show for more easy tips on how to heal your hormones and most importantly, upgrade your health. Until the next episode, have an amazing day.